Welcome to the Home Staging Association podcast with Paloma Harrington. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Home Staging Association podcast with me, Paloma Harrington, the founder of the Home Staging Association UK and Ireland. Such a pleasure to have you here today with me. Thank you very much for joining. And yes, another very special guest today. This one is an HSA founding member and one of the very few men that we've got as members in the HSA. So yes, I'm talking about Rob Shaw of Refined Property, which is a Bristol-based staging company and one of the leading companies in Bristol. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how Rob got started in staging, what's the story behind Refined Property, his staging secrets, and a little bit about the Bristol market, obviously, and also what is it like to be one of the few men in such a female-dominated industry. So yeah, that should be good fun. This podcast is a recording of an Instagram Live that we did, so if you want to actually watch us talking, by all means, go to the Instagram of the Homestaging Association, which is at Homestaging Association, and have a look. If not, just sit back, relax, grab a cuppa, and enjoy. There he is, the man of the hour. <laughs> Can you hear me okay? Yes. Is that a real background? Yes. My oh my God, I thought it was like a virtual one because it's so gorgeous. Look at that. I'm only showing you this bit because the rest is not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Well done, look. Starting in style. How are you? You good? Yeah, I'm not bad. You? Good, thanks. Uh, how was traffic? <laughs> it just, it, it never takes, it's never very far away in Bristol. It just takes 20 minutes to go anywhere. Oh. So even if you're one mile away, it takes 20 minutes. If you're 20 miles away, it takes 20 minutes. That's nice. Yeah. Oh, I'm it's jealous. But that's what it's like. It's just there's not a lot of big roads, which is good, but also bad. It's good. No, no, I think I think it's good. Uh, keeping it simple. Yeah, I'm kind of done with the commuting in London. Kind of weighing the pros and cons of yeah. of London life these days. So yeah, I still need to pay you that visit. So hopefully soon. Let's wait for summer. Well, that's uh, that's actually played <laughs> into a lot of our a lot of why Bristol does so well with home staging because a lot of people moving from London mm. to Bristol. Uh, property market once they did hsa um what was it high speed two high speed yeah yeah yeah. um the prices went through the roof in bristol really oh sorry yeah yeah. i want to talk about that and i i want us to to talk about so many things today uh let's try to keep it to say 30 minutes so people are not so bored we've got people from from australia joining us like 2 30 in the morning there that's, oh, cool um, is that? So yeah, no, that's amazing. So Rob, before we get started, yeah, I obviously yeah. know you very well. Uh, you've come to all, all of the main events uh, of HSAs and uh, we've done some partying together as well. People, people don't know that there's partying in the HSA, but yeah, there is. <laughs> but not everyone knows you the way that I do, the way that HSA people do. So. Uh, I think the best way to get started would be for you to briefly introduce yourself, uh, name, where you're from, your company, and then I'll, I'll start shooting questions to, to, to make sure that everyone uh, finds out more about 
what you do and refine and bristol as well so yeah tell us a little bit about yourself <laughs> okay so um my name's rob um i was actually i'm from windsor um, just west of london and um, moved to bristol in probably 2008 i actually moved here to play rugby um, rugby was my job for 17 years um but in and around that time i was flipping homes because there's only so much rugby training you can do um and i was getting far too good at xbox so i thought i'd better do something at the time bristol had a lot of these gorgeous properties you know with all the um features and and such uh and they weren't too expensive because it was you know before um the big kind of exodus from london and and bristol's pr and prices weren't quite as high as they are now and so it was it was quite easy to take kind of um you know gems and polish them up um and you know flip them really quickly um and um i basically got into home staging by and refine as my company um i basically got into home staging by um i had a property that i was flipping and um it was a lower ground floor flat so kind of sub subterranean i guess which is kind of marmite for a lot of people you know a lot of people won't really want to live underground anyway yeah. um but it was an awkward layout like a lot of um you know georgian conversions are because they were never meant to be flats so um i'd opened it up because in my mind the hallway could be like a dining room leading into a kitchen and like i could see the layout but obviously uh we put it on the market and it was empty um and got no offers um it was over 320 back then so quite cheap no offers um moderate viewings but as soon as people saw it under the ground they didn't want to go in there and then um i actually ended up selling my own property and moving into it and i moved into it and put all my furniture in there and we had um two viewings on that saturday that i moved in and i said well look do the viewings and then you know, take off the market because i'm living here and yeah. those two <laughs> viewings offered asking price even though just be, the only difference was that I'd moved in, so all my furniture was in there. Um, so it went to best and final bids, and it went over asking price. And I was like, oh, something, yeah. something to do with this furniture here. So I Googled yeah. lots of companies um, to try and find a stager in Bristol, and I couldn't find anyone that would rent me furniture. I could only find people who would sell me furniture packs, um, you know, spend 20, 30 grand. And they're like, oh, it's okay. You can sell it afterwards. And I'm like, I'm not going to sit on Gumtree for, you know, six months while people, oh, no, while people yeah, offer me hustle, £100 you know? for a yeah. thousand pounds. <laughs> no, and having um, to deal with everyone that wants to book and see a sofa or a chair and they don't come and then sell everything yeah. individually. It's, it's, well, you know, know, it's, on, it's on for like 900 and they're like, will you take 100? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> yeah. um, so anyway, I, I, I searched all these country, companies, couldn't find any, uh, found obviously quite a few in London, but the delivery charge was like two and a half thousand or, you know, between a thousand and two and a half thousand. I was like, oh, I'll start doing it myself thinking, you know, I can do it. I can stage a home you for five grand. Yeah, five, <laughs> grand, five grand. That seems a lot to stage a home. Obviously, I found out it, it's not. Um, blew my budget, obviously, <laughs> went through five grand. But then I had all this furniture. So I just um, started... Um, giving i told all the agents that i knew from buying properties that i've got some furniture that i'm happy to rent out and it just became a thing and now i don't even flip homes anymore really unless i find a nice one um ended up spending you know millions of furniture and now i have so much <laughs> and that's how and that's how it came about
And, um, how, how did you do it? You obviously started with your own furniture, but then did you yeah, start so, buying yeah. like high so street moved, or did you? Yeah. So I had I had my own furniture, and then my um, husband was a bit cheeky. I I thought, well, this is a thing. I'll I'll see how it goes. And I went round to a couple of agents because that was obviously. Well, I thought the first time you you know obviously it's getting different now. When you're an English home seller, the first person you go talk to is an agent. You don't go, oh, I need a stager. Like at any point, unless you're in the know, will you go, right, the first thing's first, I need a stager, and then I'll talk to an agent. No, they go straight to the agent. So I was like, well, I can get agents to refer me, Mm. and that would be easiest in it obviously is quite a hard road talking to agents but you know they they all they all have their little did you know yeah <laughs> they all have their motivations whether it's money or performance they all they all have it um so yeah i got i got one or two off the back of that and i basically just told them we were really busy uh we couldn't do it for two weeks and then i spent that two weeks buying that <laughs> I love it. We're so busy. <laughs> We're just so busy. Buying the furniture yeah. that I already said yeah. that I have. Yeah, I've got yeah. loads of stores. Yeah. And then um, what did you do? Yeah. Were you buying high street at first or did you get into the whole uh, uh, trade and no. suppliers uh, from the very beginning? How, how did that um, No, because, because it's very hard. I think even now, even though we've been going for what's nearly coming up seven years, I think, six, seven years, um, even now I find it hard to buy in bulk you know, trade because you think, yeah, great. I'm going to use 50 of these chairs and you, you tend to, but it's hard because sometimes they just sit there unused for a long time. And you're sure that you're going to use all these dining chairs. And I've got like 12 beautiful blue velvet and gold dining chairs. I probably use one time. And I like, I bought them all in bulk. So yeah. I, try, I try and I try and do that, but I actually find it a lot easier. Maybe it's just my personality type to um, buy ad hoc and, you know, there are places where you can obviously get stuff online pretty quickly, um, which isn't probably as cheap as it could be if you went in bulk or trade. And, you know, at the time when I started, it was really Ikea, Dunelm, you know, yeah. not to mention names and stuff. But, you know, um, there are a number of online retailers you can obviously wafer. Um, mm. Just kind of as and when we needed it so that I didn't overspend. Because obviously I started with my own cash. I didn't want to go out and just, you know, drop, you know, underground or furniture. So mm-hmm. um, we just kind of did it as, as and when we needed to. Um, mm-hmm. and, it, and it worked all right. We're actually really lucky in Bristol in our, our direct surrounding areas, you know, within a 15 minute drive, 20 minute drive from me, I have two Dunelms, an Ikea, like four B&Ms, <laughs> like <laughs> loads of furniture stores like yeah. Independence, which are really, loads of art independent places where you can get prints um and there's actually a number of really good um there's a place near us like this almost like a it's called bristol beds it's like a they get returns from wayfair oh. and from all the furniture so you know if wayfair try and deliver to you three times if they can't do it same with john lewis same with any major retailer we've also got john lewis house phrase of all of those um if they try and deliver to you a couple of times and they don't they can't actually physically deliver it they'll they can't sell it again so they'll just give it they'll sell it in bulk to like these smaller companies and we have like a literally one down the road so sometimes you can find a great you know sofa that's john lewis and has been sitting in his warehouse for like six months and he'll yeah. sell it to you at like 20 percent of the price and sometimes it's just not great but you know <laughs> yeah yeah you get yeah. Of these things but yeah we've um we've managed to accrue a lot of furniture now probably too much the storage costs are going <laughs> Yeah.
I don't even. Yeah, that, that was my next question, storage. actually. So, so in, in the beginning, you didn't even have a storage at all, because no. you were basically doing as as jobs mm. came in, and then you would buy just for that property, so you didn't have any storage uh, facilities as such. But so, when did that happen? When did the the switch well, happen? They were like, okay, I need to start buying more and start storing, so I have things, you know, yeah, ready yeah. and waiting. When when was that, and how long did it take until you you got there? Really quick, because to be honest, we were the first rental company in Bristol to do rental furniture. So, and that obviously development in Bristol at the time was going nuts. So, when we got on to a couple of developers, it went really quickly. So, in the first year when I was doing this, I was like, oh, you know, yeah, you charge four or five grand for a stage, it'd be great. Do one of these a month, nice little company. And I think we did like, <laughs> I think we did like 65 stages in the first year. And like, I just had to keep getting loans buying furniture buying furniture like was doing crazy hours was doing these really extravagant proposals because i really felt like you had to convince the buyer what they're buying you know yeah. so i was doing like cgi mock-ups like going this is what it will look like which was taking me like four hours now i'm just like it's this price you do it or you don't yeah. <laughs> do <it> or... <laughs> but because at the time it was kind of an unknown you know people were yeah. going what's this? what is it um I was literally like, I was trying to show them I will make your house look like this. Yeah. If you get yeah. this money. Um, yeah. So I think it was within the first year. So really, it was quite useful because I was in a, like a like a safe store, like, you know, like Big Yellow, like any of those mm -hmm. big names. Mm -hmm. and, and essentially, when we needed more space, you just get more rooms. And then as and when you didn't need any more, you just dump them off. Yeah. So it was actually really useful because... Um, I wasn't overspending on storage at any point. You know, yeah. at some points I was absolutely rammed. I'd just get another room. And then when it was empty, I'd just get rid of it and wouldn't pay for it anymore. Yeah. So yeah. it worked perfectly for me. And at the time, I remember I was just talking to people recently, I was paying like £4.50 a square foot. I'm now paying like £12.50 a square foot. So it's become like the switch over from a private storage to like a long lease storage because I need like, you know, 5,000 square feet. It's like I'm now looking for the problem is obviously after lockdown logistical storage went up 300 mm -hmm. <laughs> percent. everyone went yeah. online but before yeah. lockdown, looking at buying and now i'm just like oh my god how big a rental <laughs> yeah 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 i know and i think that's that's a problem with everyone hmm. in the uk really uh because it it's just too expensive and i think it's one of the the biggest overheads that everyone has and something that we always try to find a solution for but there isn't really much you can do you just have to Put that in your pricing to make sure you can cover it and unfortunately that's the hard thing at the moment i think because it's still an emerging market as such um not not in the way and it's not established more in that people are coming around to it now without being prompted by an agent um it's hard to kind of show people the value you know when you put your prices out because i've I feel like with our pricing, we found like a sweet spot where we get more no's than more yeses than no's. Mm -hmm. and not many people now, you know, fall off their seat. Like, how much? Mm -hmm. It's it's basically a difficult, but we've got to basically try and put our prices up to cover all the costs that are going up at the moment. Like everything's going through the roof. At the same time, still managing to you know have a business. Yeah. Um, What's work. competition like at the moment in Bristol? Because you, you're There's obviously, more. I would say, the first 
Well, I mean, we weren't the first to do home staging. Obviously, there were yeah. loads of interior design. I mean, you can't walk five meters in Clifton without hitting an interior design shop. Um, yeah. Say there's probably 50 in Clifton and Redland alone. But now people renting furniture, I think there's maybe four or five. Um, but okay. then there's obviously, you know, the David Phillips and the, the people who are a multi, like Lemon and Lime, who, who are nationwide uh, or... Yeah, um, yeah, areas, yeah, we'll we'll just kind of be like an hour, mm -hmm. an hour kind of circle from Bristol. I mean, we've got people all over now. There's so many. Um, yeah, but we all kind of quilting, quilting wise, are, are, do you know who you're you're losing to whenever you you get a know you know that they went with you know competitor A, B, or C, or no, so they're just not staging at all. If they're not staging with you, what what do you think? Yeah, has been it's been happening. It's been a bit of both. I think a couple of times I've lost out to a local. Um, interior designer who's not HSA. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> you need to talk. <laughs> yeah. But um, they they actually only started renting, I think, when I came in. So after the first, I think they did a lot of show homes. And then after the first year when I came in and probably took some of that car, they were like, oh, we need to, mm. we need to rent. Mm -hmm. um, so they started doing that as well. Now I think that they've gone away from actually having it. They had a shop as well, gone away from having a shop and they're just doing mm. show home rent. Okay. And now there, there are two more, I believe, around um, Bristol that just do purely rentals. But also, I think they also have, one also has a shop and the other one is show homes plus interior design. So they'll mm. do like the, the long just like I went, do interior design stuff like i know some very good interior design people in bristol who are a lot better than mm -hmm. me mm -hmm. and i will just send someone they'll be like oh can you come to london and do my house and i'm like no you need to talk to these people <laughs> and, and, <laughs> i'm constantly sending people i think i sent um a laser one the other day and yeah. like I'm constantly sending stuff away to like because it's just as much as i'd love to do national i just uh, I can't even... you, you know you know your strengths you know your priorities you know your overheads and you know uh your your structure so you need to stick to those because if you start shooting everywhere uh, yeah, it's usually not like, a good plan i quite like doing the staging so i think if it was going to go big i wouldn't i'd have to let someone else do it yeah but that was going to be my question my next question so who is Refine at the moment? Because I know that in the very beginning, you were obviously trying to do as much as you could on your own, but I know you've got uh, some strong helpers yeah. as well as yeah. going there. What, what's the, the we'll team situation at the moment? We'll <laughs> players, actually. It's the, the complete opposite of what you'd expect. So uh, Luke R. Scott, who used to be a rugby player as well, he's come on full-time this year. He, he basically does like at least 60% of what I used to do all of my own so yeah. he'll, he'll, basically, he'll look after the lads and get them going to places on a day-to-day -day so I can go you know meet clients or go to a, a show home visit or something like that mm -hmm. uh, but a lot of the time on, on bigger ones we're kind of together because I'd be uh, I think as much as we do show homes at least 50% of our work is what I would say used to be what I used to do which is flipping homes so mm -hmm. There's a lot of properties, like I said, in Bristol, the last four years, probably, I don't know, I bought my first flat, I bought for 270 in Bristol and then sold it for 480 in, in less than 10 years. So it's gone up like more than double. Yeah. And prices, you know, I remember first coming here when I was like um, 
you know, joining rugby and my mum and dad were going, oh, we should look at investing in a property. And I was like, oh, these townhouses are 600,000. They're now like 2.4, you know? So it's like, it's, I know it's been a decade, but it's, but it's like compared to like, the growth of like London or something, it's, it's grown so much. And um, the market is nuts. So there's a lot of these areas like Redland and Clifton, which would be the two nicest areas in Bristol, which were very, very studenty and had these huge, you know, 10, 14 bed houses that were all magnolia and gray, mm -hmm. like, gray carpet and just student houses, yeah. um, which now won't rent to any landlord because they don't yield as much as they used to. And now they're worth well over a million. Um, yeah. We can go in and not only stage it, but add not just perceived value, which I think is what I call staging value, you know, it's not yeah, 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 yeah. technically perceived value. Um, we actually add some value to the house, you know, like you repaint it, you refloor it, all the, the big impact, low cost items, I'd call them. So things where people don't really want to do them when they move into a house, like people are quite happy to like put in a new kitchen or like put in a yeah. new bar because they can budget that. They kind of know how much to spend, you know, they have their own thing. You know, if you were going to put a kitchen in the house, it would have to really appeal to everyone. It would have to mm -hmm. be very, you know, white, shaker, marble top, you know, yeah, yeah. To appeal to everyone. Whereas you don't really, you can do, you can do colors and you can do flooring for very, very little. And it would completely change the look of the house. So a lot of the properties that we actually get are not just straight up stages. We'll go in and say, okay, it's going to cost you X to stage it all, this two bedroom flat. Um, however, you know, if you're going to spend this many thousand on staging, you should spend an extra one or two on doing the floor and painting the house mm -hmm. because it's going to return you like 20 grand. Whereas mm -hmm. if we just stage it, you might get a quicker sale. You might make yeah. your money back. You know, you might make more. Ultimately, if you if you're staging a house that's magnolia with blue carpet, you know, yeah, do you want to spend that much money staging it? If you can offer that, I think I think that's fantastic, yeah. and it, it is something that really is uh, getting more space in the UK. I think in the States it's quite normal to to have uh, the sort of like combo, whereas mm -hmm. here I don't know if it's a lack of maybe knowledge really uh, and skill from the stages uh, to have that background of knowing how to do these things and wanting to 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 really get their hands dirty even if it's just project managing not necessarily doing it themselves yeah. uh, but yeah. it's starting to happen a little bit more and I'm, I'm glad that you do that as well because uh, it's all about uh, property presentation sometimes you need to go a little bit deeper than than simply uh, furnishing it well because it's so it actually makes your job a whole lot easier as well. So, you know, I, I won't, in, in a way, I won't let people get involved and other be like, oh, can I pick the colours or can I pick the furniture? And I'm just like, no. You know, like we, no. as, much, as, much as, as much as I want that, I know a lot of their, especially if they've lived in it, you know, they've got like an emotional attachment to the home. Um, it's understandable, but, I, you know, you're, you're telling them that they're paying for your knowledge and your, your marketing. Like, you know the area, you know what sells. It, it works a lot better that way especially for you because you can you, you know we, we all have colors as as um mark like as uh stages that we know work in homes not because they're our favorite colors just because they're market pleasers you know as much as mm -hmm. gray is a really on-trend color anymore it, it still does well in pictures and sells homes and it's you know white is actually making a big comeback i would never have painted the house white probably three years ago i'd be like no, white, don't do it it's so great but i'm like Oh yeah, white with you know hard black accent, you know Japandi like black mm -hmm. accents or wood, doing really well. But I've always found that I think that the trend with um, selling homes is 
is I would always say it's like it's not catwalk fashion, it's high street fashion. So like, yeah. you know, interior designers and like, you know, real interior nerds who love like I love interior design and I love like really pushing the boat out. Hence my walls are like really, really dark green. But um you know, I wouldn't do this in a, in a show home because you want everyone to like it yeah. and a lot of people will be like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think there's there's a there's a fine line between yeah. uh making it memorable but and making it like super personalized. So you might, uh, I think it was the, the ladies from John Lewis that used to always say that they want to be the, the show home that people will remember. Mm. Uh, so maybe like an orange sofa or yeah. you know, something like an extra something piece. you can take so, out though, because the sofa goes Yes, with... exactly. I find that just smell as well. That's more important because it's more memorable. Like it's proven, it's scientifically proven that smell is our yeah. best recall. Yeah. Yeah, you make, yeah. Oh, great. When you can always put a really good diffuser on the way into the house, they'll be like, oh, what's that one that smelled great? And you always remember yeah. that. So what, what do you do? I jump below in the door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Straight as you walk in, Bosh, with a big refined sticker on it. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, yeah. It all counts. It all counts. Yeah. It works now, well. Back, back in the days, uh, um, stages in the states like you know bake cookies they still do that uh but you don't need to do that chat just... by the bed and stuff like yeah. that the one that the one my bug my big bugbear which i think goes against a lot of staging is setting the table i don't yeah, there are divided opinions about table. that yeah there are divided opinions yeah because why would you leave the house with your table set i want it to look like a home i don't i mean i I think with my stage, I want it to be staged, obviously, but mm -hmm. I look more like a home than a show home. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, I think the glory of that was um, one of our homes was on um, Phil and uh, Kirsty's when they find you a home, when, when they go around, mm, they yeah, came yeah, around yeah. Homes, and they went to somebody's house and they were like, oh, it feels too show homey because they put all this chrome everywhere. Yeah. And then they showed the one that I'd done, which was a show home, and no one lived in. They were like, yeah, it feels really homely. And I was like, yes. They didn't know it was a show home. <laughs> the fact they didn't know the best part. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think there are some show homes that, that it does look like people try too hard to stage it with, like, way too, too many accessories and, you know, table setting and all of that. Sometimes it's like, you know, a tray on the bed with fake coffee and fake croissant. Yeah. And, like, I mean, I I've mean, been known to put a tray on the bed i'm not gonna lie i've done a tray on the bed. But, um for, for me as well the other thing with tables is is when you set it you can gauge the size of the table mm. so often i'll try mm. and pass off like a six-seater table is not a six-seater table and if i tr if i try to set that table there's no way that six play settings <laughs> yeah it's just, look it's, it's a, a big, i think it's more of a yeah more of a yeah. personal taste really i, I like to set the table not not necessarily like plate side by side I like to have maybe like a stack of stuff on one side and a yeah. nice like vase or something yeah but but not necessarily like the 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 black and it, white yeah like you always look at another stage of style and you're like oh it's so good I can't do that and everyone <laughs> each other it's like I look at some stages and I'm like oh my god how do they do that with a bed and then the same stage will come out to me and go oh how do you do your beds and I'm like <laughs> gonna... yeah yeah no, it's actually with social media nowadays, you get to see so much, but I think that's very helpful. Um, yeah. Okay, I've got a, a kind of an off-topic question, but I have to ask. Uh, what is it like being a man 
in such a female-oriented industry. And I can tell by your face, like, you don't really enjoy it. <laughs> it's challenging. Do people ask you, how do you balance the work and, and family? And <laughs> no, they should. How, how do you balance work, life, and family? Yeah. What's your secret to look so young and, and to, to do everything? Oh, it's everything. Yeah. Oh, no. Shut up. Yeah. I'm only 25. Or something. No. Uh, yeah, no, it was more that they expected me to be yeah, terrible. They expected me to be gay when I started and obviously didn't, wasn't. And then, um, and then I, I don't know, they did. Do you know, it's, it's more the tradesmen on site when you walk in and tell them what you're doing. That are the ones who are a bit more narrow-minded. I think now it's it's not as bad, and, and there are more guys coming in. Um, but I'm I'm I actually quite like that it's not, you know, because I actually quite like that it's more like female orientated because it is really. But I think we can offer something a little bit different. Maybe I don't know. I'm always trying to live up to, you know, the lemon and limes of this world. <laughs> and like trying to see what there's a, a high bar to set. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. You, it, I think at the start, I don't really notice it anymore. It's more like the odd quip from a, uh, you know, a tradie. Um, mm. My favourite so when they're just like, oh, when you paint it all white. Mm. Or like, yeah. I think you should lay out this way. Oh, yeah. Uh, do, do you want to okay. talk about the door over here? Do you think they take you more seriously? Than they would or would uh, I, No, I mean, we've, I've had some clashes recently with some where I've done some Airbnbs um, in Bath because we get to do a bit of that as well. Yeah. And the, the, the client nicely let me go to town on colours because it was a basement flat and it was pretty, nice. like, dark. And I was like, look, let me just make it Soho House. You know, it's, it's no. Bath. Like, oh, it's, yeah. it's, let's make it. So I basically had to talk him into I wanted to paint all the architraves and the doors black. Because it's like a Georgian house. I was yeah. like, I want like Regency doors. And one of the yeah. rooms is like, you know, sulking room pink, which I've been dying to use somewhere for ages. And so I've just gone nuts with the colours and the builders went off at him. They were like, oh, we've made it all nice for you. and You've done this with it. And I'm like, <laughs> I just said, look, I can't imagine that this fella's going to be staying in one of these boutique Airbnbs. But it'd be yeah. wrong. Yeah, <laughs> never know yeah and i think with airbnbs yeah. you have more more freedom to be bolder because it's about the experience then uh, you actually want to stand out and not be yeah. personal and yeah, yeah. you want it yeah. to be like going to an exhibit you know being like oh i love it here but i maybe wouldn't have my house this much which yeah. is kind of like what you do you definitely push the boat out and we've yeah. done like like full wool velvet headboards not that well like a black it's very slightly velvet uh yeah. black like things like that, which you'd only get really in a hotel. Yeah. You wouldn't have it in a um, But, you know, in, the, in an Airbnb, that's kind of the experience you're going for, especially if you're just going Airbnb, you know, from scratch. It was never going to yeah. be a, a rental. It was just straight yeah. Airbnb. Yeah, which is so much fun, yeah. So what, what is Refine's, uh, say, main services or the most popular ones uh, at the moment. So you obviously do some Airbnb, you do furniture rental, you do the, the staging with some live yeah. refurb. So what do you think are, are like the top three I think most? Like 50, 50, uh, we, maybe about 10% Airbnb, probably 50% um, with the refurb and 40% just straight up stages. Mm. Cause we do get developers 
and we do get private there's a lot of private kind of developers in bristol you know who do one or two homes a year mm-hmm. um just you know on the side um so those would be the straight up stages but a lot of the time to be fair when i come back to most people even when they say they just want staging i just think there's a there's a lot a lot of the time i just say to them that this is the cost of staging but you, you should you've got to paint these walls but you know like staging is good but yeah. you can't hide you know a yeah. damp spot on the you can't hide blue carpet like yeah. it's good it's not magic. and i think because we're quite busy i can be a bit cutthroat with it and be like Look, this is the amount of staging and this is what the refurb is and when people say oh will you just do the refurb i'm like yeah because no. yeah, then yeah well yeah. we make being brutally honest we, we make very little money off the refurb yeah um make all our money from renting the, the furniture and our you know our staging time yeah I think so the refurb is more with the, the result yeah. in mind uh to to work with the staging not necessarily something that would drive profit no um, it only works with the yeah. staging it's similar you, would you spend five grand and, and make potentially eight to ten or would you spend eight grand and make potentially 20 like it, it's a no-brainer yeah and I mean, I know it's real money. The funny one always blows me away is where they go, oh, no, we just, uh, we can't afford that right now. And you're like, okay, but you can afford to take 20 grand under an asking price. Yeah. That's really tricky because it's more about um, having to get money out of your pocket right there and then. Uh, that's sometimes a bit more complicated than, than obviously not, not getting the money to begin with. So, well, that- yeah deferring costs as well yeah until they, they yeah. Can, uh, until the end of uh until they complete because we mm. get a lot get a lot of probate houses as well oh yeah okay so, yeah so deceased estates and stuff mm. um haven't been touched in 50 years oh, wow. um they have cash between them but you know we can um you know they sell pretty quick goes through in like four or five months and they can pay us out of the completion mm. which mm-hmm. obviously comes at a premium but a lot more people are happy to pay that premium yeah. when they've got the cash in their hand. So. Yeah, mm. that's that's really good. Yeah. Um. So so how old is Refine? Now? I think okay. this is our seventh year. Seven. I think. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, it's nearly time to wrap up. I've got um got two more questions for you. Okay. Um, what would be your advice if you were to you know go back seven years and see uh, a pre-staging Rob that was just about to start staging and say, yeah, it'll take you two weeks, yada, yada. What would be the advice? Because I know you probably thought it was easier. We probably thought it was faster. You probably thought it would make lots more money with lots less work. What would be your, your yeah. advice a younger younger Rob? Buy <laughs> Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> and sell it. <laughs> Um, I was staging, go and buy Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah. But like staging related, what would be your advice? <laughs> um, that's actually a really good question. Mm-hmm. I didn't prepare you for that one, did I? <laughs> quite hard because I think I've actually lucked out on a lot of things. Mm. But I do it's because um, I know like we, we and we do this, we go back and forth in meetings and um, you know, valuing yourself. But you do have to do work at the beginning for like nearly nothing because you've got nothing to show people. You've got no proof of, 
of you know your past work um unless you just pretend that you do um i i would say probably value your worth i would probably have charged more from the beginning yeah from the very beginning yeah because mm -hmm. i think i wasn't charging for my time at the beginning because as much as I've always been interested in interiors and always had like a an ability to like lay out rooms, I think. Because um, it's not just laying out rooms practical. Let's be honest, mm -hmm. staging is more pretty than practical. You've got to think about where the camera is going to, you know, your level of furniture and the heights of the windows and stuff. So it's, it's mm -hmm. all, it's more push marketing than anything else than yeah. it is practical. But yeah. uh, because... I think I didn't really believe that my because it hadn't come from a genuine university or you know a, an education you know I didn't have a stamp of like home stager authority mm -hmm. <laughs> charging for my time felt like I was cheating people a little mm -hmm. bit yeah yeah but now super confident I'm fine not anymore sure. right no imposter syndrome or anything like that good good <laughs> because it is there is a lot to learn about it and actually to be fair you could you could read and do courses um but until you start really doing it um mm -hmm. you learn you and i think it's better learning for me that's how i learn anyway learn by doing yeah. um you learn lessons quickly and you don't oh, I, mean, yeah, my... I, think... <laughs> I was thinking so much about what i was going to buy i was going into my kids that i drove the loop underneath ikea into the top of it <laughs> my very <first. laughs> i was like yeah yeah for a loop in here. <laughs> so i'm like driving to the first stage with like the top of the loop and like <laughs> in oh the wind God. yeah okay good <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that would be a good advice as well yeah <laughs> head height of vehicles yeah, take the height. Yeah, especially if you're you're the stager, the the the, the furniture yeah. purchaser, the 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 stager, yeah. the, the that's the other one. Everywhere. Oh, that's the other one. Actually, there's a good little bit of information that I stole from. Not I stole from, but one of the other stagers told me it. Mm. I was like, "How do you store mattresses?" Because I got like mm. fifty at one point. They were like, "Oh, use airbeds." I was like, "Oh my god." How did I not? How did I not think of that? <laughs> Do you use our beds at the moment? Yeah, yeah. Because you try and store two hundred mattresses is like ridiculous. Yeah. It's like mattress mountain, and they're just they're so heavy and big and gross. But is that all and, you use, or do you have a little bit of both? No, I have a bit of both. So in the longer ones, so when we're doing um, either kind of higher end properties where you know you need like a chunky mattress, mm -hmm. or uh, ones so obviously there'll be like longer rental ones where we do like a plot change thing for, cause obviously renting is brilliant, but there is a time where it becomes non-efficient. Mm. Obviously, you know, once you twelve months, you've almost kind of bought the furniture. So we do options for um, developers who have multi plots to do plot changes, mm. you know, if the lease yeah. obviously. And that, and the, and the air mattress won't stay out that long. So yeah. Yeah, we can't keep going in and topping it up. So we yeah, tend no, to use no. yeah, then they just cost more. Uh, I've got a question here from I think your number one fan because it's been uh, sending us little nuggets of uh, of joy here in the chat throughout the, the live. Um, so Jake's asking yeah. if you can yeah, take your stuff with the stage, or is it hard to let go of the controls slightly? <laughs> First of all, tell us who is Jake. <laughs> Jake. 
um, is a back row from, uh, well, actually, he's just signed to go to Italy, but he was oh, at Gloucester. He really? For... How exciting. Yeah. Congratulations, Jake. Um, he's a good, he was, uh, we played together at Hartbury and he was at Bristol. So he's a Bristol boy. Um, very good player. Unfortunately, he's been so unfortunate with injuries. He just got back into the Italian team and then did his shoulder. So, but he makes cider now. So check out his cider. All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so this line uh, is sponsored what, by. <laughs> what did he put? Yeah. Had what I did known? he put? Can he trust staff with the stage, or is it hard to let go? Oh my goodness! <laughs> it, it is, um, he even dropped the yeah. phone. Okay, okay. <laughs> Jake, see, see the effect you have on him. He, um, yeah, no, it's hard. It is hard to let control go. Um, the boys are actually pretty good now. Uh, we've got a lad called Cal and uh, Alex Forrester and also there's a guy called Mike Logan who, who turns up occasionally. No, he's really <laughs> um, but they are good and I have been away actually from the business a few times and they've stayed on their own. They've been they've been good. Um, okay. I think it's easier if they take, like, you know, we do, uh, we call it um, sca the scaffolding stage where, mm. you know, scaffolders take it down from one house and they put it straight into another house. <laughs> if we can do a scaffolder stage, that's like... Oh my goodness! I don't mind being in that one because you get a lot. So our average house is probably a two-bed flat. Like yeah. that's Bristol's average house. Mm -hmm. um, so if we can empty one two-bed flat into another two-bed flat in one day, it's um, yeah. I, I don't have to be around for that. Yeah. <laughs> and the boys yeah. are good. Uh, yeah. And have you even and done you, one? So you're okay to let them do that. You're not like yeah. overly attached. To have right, to do everything and not being able to send delegate. me pictures yeah they'll they'll send me pictures and they'll be like is this all right and i'll be like yeah that's fine um and to be fair 90 percent of the time um it's good cal one of the boys cal who um his uh his philosophy is if if in doubt throw a reed diffuser on it <laughs> yeah it sounds like a plan yeah <laughs> oh that's brilliant Amazing, Rob. I saw the laser just joined. Laser, you, you missed out on the whole live. We were just wrapping up. I'll make sure to watch it later because there are some mentions to you, by the way. Yeah. Um, all next. Yeah, like all the time. Yeah, you need to watch the whole thing to catch it. That's <laughs> on time. Um, okay, so Rob, if people want to find out more about uh, Refine and you know, see your work, uh, try to spot a diffuser in one of your portfolio images or see what you do with your beds, uh, where can they go? How can they find out more about you and, and, the, and the, the company? Well, I'm a closed book. Can't find anything out about me. Um, <laughs> okay. I think the most updated is always going to be Instagram because it's so easy. Yeah. So at Refine. Um, our website will be linked on there, but it's, you know, it's really just a, a gallery. Um, Refine Property, at Refine Property is, is uploaded every day and we do little stories of what we're doing um yeah so just be there and they're all through the you know the home staging association website we're linked on there somewhere as well somewhere as well yeah no you're there for sure rob i'm so glad we did yeah. this yeah, me too sorry for being a bit <laughs> no it's okay sorry it took me so long to invite you and remember we have the hsa magazine uh, in a few months time and i want you to be featured so start thinking as well because i think uh, you know, you're doing such an amazing job with Refine and you've been a founding member from, gosh, from the very beginning. So I think we, we definitely need to feature you because I can see that people are really interested in finding out more about you and your work. So yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Well, look, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. Have a great evening. And
and you and yeah i'll speak to you very soon thank you everyone for watching listening and i'll catch you very very soon bye thank you for listening for more information please visit www.homestaging.org.uk